So today I'm here with Denise Stephanie Hewitt, photographer, producer, image maker. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. You're a busy woman, so it must be hard to pin you down. So I'm very happy to have you here today. Thank you. Your Instagram bio used to say, shot a magazine cover at 17 and nobody noticed. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that changed. It did change. You changed yeah. it to shot a magazine cover at 17 and Essence noticed. Mm -hmm. Essence, the number one media company dedicated to black women. That's a big deal. Truly, yeah. Please tell us about your recent feature oh, in Essence magazine. Oh my gosh. Um, so first of all, shout outs to Omri Gibson. Um, I met her at a retreat actually um, that one of my peers, Jonica Rivers, did mm. um, at a uh, basically her hometown in Fort Worth, Texas, and it was just a retreat for like Black women writers and creatives. Um, and I met her there. She's so sweet, also a DJ, so mm, nice. she she turns people up. Um, and yeah, she um, included me alongside a bunch of other amazing creatives um, in that feature, just highlighting us, um, across all creative disciplines, which is really cool. So mm -hmm. not just creative production and photography, but you also have like gallery artists, um, you also have musicians. So it was nice to be actually recognized by yes. a magazine company that I've seen for yeah. my entire life. By such so. an influential, just media company in general. Exactly. So I think that's a super big deal. And you also recently attended the Gordon Parks Foundation yes. Gala. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> is a huge deal. I mean, so that foundation I read is committed to uplifting change makers in the arts. So you received a scholarship from this foundation. What was that like getting that notification that you got the scholarship and what comes with all of that? Oh man, um, I got the call. So I just did a semester abroad at Spelman College. So mm -hmm. I was there, not even on NYU's campus, not even in the city. Wow. Um, and I got the call from um, one of my peers and, and mentors, honestly, uh, Deborah Willis, who mm -hmm. um, told me that I'd be receiving it on behalf um, for NYU, um, which was insane, yeah. um, especially because that, that semester for me was really about kind of refocusing and remembering again why I do it and trying mm. to really focus on the craft, focus on the history, um, especially when it considers, you know, Gordon Parks' entire legacy. Mm. This year we were celebrating um, his work with pushing forward the Brown v. Board um, case. So he oh, had wow. images of the doll test um, and then how young black children would choose one doll over the other, mm -hmm. um, which was really influential in terms of that case. So especially I think that it's not just about creating beautiful images, but also images that are actually pushing forward and shaping culture and also law at some point too. So um, to be recognized by someone's foundation, which has this legacy, yes. um, and to be honestly in that room with so many change makers and yes. history makers, it was insane. Yes. So literally Angela Davis was like the key um, highlighted a person there. Yes. Um, I got to meet um, or see Spike Lee was there as oh, well. Wow. Oh my goodness. Um, Swiss Beats obviously um, was one of the speakers. Mm -hmm. um, Thelma Golden, Amy Sherald. Oh my goodness. 
Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just so no, many I love that. amazing people. And I love that you said that it reminds you why you do it, because this foundation obviously is a, a good way for you to stay grounded. Like they're reminding you what's really significant about these types of careers. And what an honor for you to be invited to such a prestigious event as a sole result of your accomplishments. Because I feel like in New York City, you know, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to get your foot in the door when you don't have certain connections or family members that can facilitate that because it's, it is very political. I don't know if you would agree with that statement. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of your own hard work and consistency mm -hmm. in creating your imagery and kind of staying focused with that. But also, and this is part of my advice that I would give, is that you have to be in these events. You have mm -hmm. to go outside. You have to put yourself out there by going and being there. Yeah. Um, so it's about going to the events, going to the gallery openings, all of the different things that you know the people that you want to be around mm -hmm. and the people that you're inspired by are gonna be in those rooms. Exactly. So, you know, for example, um, I first started um, my photo career at Red Hook Labs. Mm. Um, and there is where actually um, I met someone super important, which I'm about to reveal, but mm. um, I had gotten my first ever magazine um, publication. Yes. Um, my first time getting to shoot for a magazine yes. um, and doing my own editorial. I got to do my own casting and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw somebody who was like tall, had a really cool jacket. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I kind of want to, maybe, maybe he'd be cool to shoot. Um, I had one of my uh, teachers help me to like, call him over and be like, hey, because yeah. I was still really like shy and stuff. Right. Be like, hey, I want to shoot you for this thing, da-da-da. Um, photographed him. Later turned out to be Tyler Mitchell, who oh, was the first ever black photographer to shoot the cover of Vogue. This was before that happened. Um, and so it's so funny. Um, he was ended up being back in the studio as well, um, doing a class mm. um, and some other like studio stuff in there. Um, and he was telling me that he was over budget for the shoot. He was so scared, like, mm -hmm. oh no, like, I'm over budget. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm like, you know, nervous about it. Turns out it was that shoot. Wow. Like, so casual, so calm. What? Just, yeah. That is amazing. So, oh my God. Seriously. So that's like one of my peak examples yeah. of just being you know, reaching out, being in the room. Um, another one I saw, there was one um, person who had Pierre Moss shoes on. And mm. I was like, oh my God those shoes. Mm -hmm. I didn't reach out to him, but it turned out to be Anthony who worked there. Um, and I really at, really at Pierre Moss. Oh, I see. He oh, worked wow. with Pierre Moss to do um, some of their like marketing and stuff. And so, you know, again, you never know who these people are. No. So it's really about just being there. Mm -hmm. Even if it's that small compliment, compliment, I like your shoes. Yeah. You don't know who it is. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's also why people say just be nice to everyone. I mean, in general, you should be a in good general, person. You should, you should be. be nice. Yeah. But at the same time, when it comes to these spaces and these um, careers, you never know who you're True. around. You never know who's watching and you never know who you're talking to. So I think that's a, a real testament to that. And just in general, this is really a big deal. I mean, I've always felt like these large media houses and these um, foundations and these gatekeepers, especially if they claim to be dedicated to black people, have a unique responsibility to uplift black creatives like yourself. So it's really, really nice to see Essence and the Gordon Parks Foundation doing just that. 
because your achievements, they deserve to be commemorated. So yeah, one of your very first achievements like you just talked about was shooting for Marie Claire at the age of 17. That was a really, really big deal for you. How did you get that opportunity? So, and once again, this goes back to my time at Red Hook Labs mm. uh, photo studio. Um, so that one, I had just been in that studio for, I want to say three years. Um, so I was doing both my own like photo shoots within the space, but I also was a mm. part of their, originally a part of their summer program, um, their summer youth program, um, where they just had an application process. You come in um, and you do, I think it was pretty much weekly, go in and do um, photo shoots. You learn about studio lighting, you learn about film cameras, all those things. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had been there for three years. I ended up doing um, a teacher's assistant job there as well. So I was there multiple times throughout the week, yeah. um, throughout all my schooling. Um, and at that point, I had already gotten numerous gigs and opportunities, mm -hmm. WNBA, all these other things, mm -hmm. more or less magazine through um, that company. And so um, my uh, mentor, Jimmy Moffat, who owned the studio, um, had mentioned to um, one of the creative directors of Mary Claire mm -hmm. um, that he had some students here who were amazing yeah. <laughs> um, and wanted to um, do a shoot with them. So it ended up being me and two other of my friends at the program who got to mm -hmm. photograph her. Um, it was super funny though because me I'm in school so mm -hmm. I was in high school at this point yeah where oh, wow. I couldn't just it was at the point where I couldn't just fully call out of school right. and go and do stuff right. but um you know it's the eight classes in a day or whatever yeah. eight periods um so it was the case where I had like skipped maybe my like last art class mm. and then just ran over to the studio <laughs> and I was like the last person to shoot her yeah um so like the other um my other two friends had gotten to like do different sets mm. and some outdoors, whatever mine was indoors. Were they older? They, yes, they were okay. older. So I think they were in their early 20s mm -hmm. at this point. Um, wow. But yeah. Wow. Do you feel like this opportunity opened doors for you that you wouldn't have had the key to otherwise? I don't think so. I think that it was one that was definitely something that I could use mm -hmm. to back myself though. Right, to like add it's a, to your To resume. my repertoire, to yeah. add to my you know, portfolio and mm -hmm. resume that like, I shot a magazine cover. Yes. People are like, oh, yeah. wait, say that She's, again one more time? Yeah. You know, so it was definitely something that I used um, to like let people know that mm -hmm. this is where I am and this is what I have achieved thanks to right. the community around me. Um, but it, it's definitely something that when I can say or like put on there, people stop. Mm. So I think it, kind of maybe it catapulted or kind of mm -hmm. helped to get the eyes yes but that doesn't always keep people there right you know what I mean right you have to have that drive you have to have that professionalism also and that consistency to you know make the jobs but also you know actually do them well absolutely so yeah yeah I love that and Marie Claire is not any regular feat. I mean, it's like an established international magazine that's been around for like close to 100 years, I'm pretty sure. So that is, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. And was it after that, that you shot behind the scenes at the Met Gala? Yes. So it was after that. Yes. 
Um, I so that magazine actually came out the month before COVID started. Oh, <laughs> so my yeah, it was a it was a time. Okay, um, so it must have been like a year later. Than yes. Met Gala. So Met Gala um, first, I had gotten so kind of rewinding a bit. Mm -hmm. um, my first Vogue article was with um, someone who had been following my journey already mm -hmm. for a while before even yeah. um, that cover. Um, what they had actually, from what I remember, uh, started following me for was my Martin's New York campaign, mm. which that one I feel like is my like prized project really? where I got to do a lookbook uh, for Barney's after being selected for their program and their, uh, wow. their scholarship there, um, where I got to turn what typically would just be a line of clothing for Barney's into a whole story about my great grandmother and her immigrant story oh here, my um, and also the ownership of a Bed Stuy brownstone by a black woman. Wow! So that, I did read about your grandmother. Yeah, so, I, that is so incredible and yeah. so inspiring. And I love that you use her and and your your family to inspire your work. So how did that work? Did you just get to pick out pieces from Barney's, like anything that kind of reminded you of her? So I first got to see the collection mm -hmm. and then I had to decide like, where was I gonna take it? What were the ideas gonna be? Mm. Um, and so I remember we were at a table in like downtown Brooklyn, my family and I just like celebrating the fact that I even got it. Yeah. Um, there's like a whole article about like my reaction to it and everything. Oh. We were sitting there and I was like looking through the lookbook and stuff. And then I just like turned my head to the side. I was looking at it and I turned to my dad and I'm like, Mama, though, doesn't this is something she would wear? Yeah, because my great grandmother, she was very much an avid churchgoer. She used God in her um, religious practices as like um, the guiding force for everything that she did. Mm. And so, going to church was an event. You yeah. dress up. Oh yeah. You put your fancy hat on, mm -hmm. like so decorated, yeah. and so seeing so all the jewelry. Exactly. So using that, I thought it would just be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, we shot it inside the brownstone. Yeah. Um, but that was a uh, important project for me to be on, yes. uh, which is where uh, the writer saw me and continued to follow my journey. Yeah. Um, and previously she had been at a completely different magazine, but it turned out that she was writing a story about rising seniors or graduating mm -hmm. seniors in high school yeah. and what that transition is going into college during mm -hmm. a COVID year. Mm -hmm. um, so. I ended up being the person that she had asked alongside a few others. Um, and from there, she was like, okay, we know that we have a black photographer in New mm -hmm. York and how can we get her involved? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that was, it was from that relationship that I was able to shoot Met Gala next, wow. which is my next, Amazing. next project. So, yeah. yeah. And how was that? How was that experience? Oh my goodness. Like that is, that's like everyone's yeah. dream is to go to the oh Met Gala. Oh my gosh. It, was insane. Even, see, a lot of my stories are always gonna start with like receiving uh -huh. the emails for things mm -hmm. first. Because receiving the emails that's are crazy. The, that's the point that you're like, oh huh? my God, like, what? like <laughs> I'm really about to do, like, yeah. yeah. That, that notification no. is something. The notification is crazy because yes. I remember forgetting the first one. So mm -hmm. for the first Megala I did, which was September, 2021, mm -hmm. I shot two people. Um, the first was Simone Biles, the mm -hmm. second Shakai Richardson. Yes. Um, and I was at a lunch table mm -hmm. for orientation for 
NYU Tisch photo program, um, we were talking about like a club magazine. Mm -hmm. um, so we had done like a lunch with everyone and I'm sitting there, I get like a ping on my phone, mm -hmm. I like scroll to open it and then I see her name and oh I had to gosh. I had to hold it in so Simone Biles' name. Yes, yeah, Simone Biles' name next to Vogue. I was like, okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was like, ridiculous. So I'm just sitting here trying to keep my composure. Right? Just but like, like who can? That's so but exciting. Who can? It was insane. Um and then hilariously after I'm like Later on in the day, I get another notification, mm -hmm. like on a similar email thread, I thought it was about Simone. Yeah. Ended up being Shikari, and I was like, oh my god, what wow. is happening right now? So it was, it was both of them both at of them. the same Met Gala? Same Met Gala, one day after the other. Amazing. So, yeah. So you got to be behind the scenes, working with Vogue, taking photos of them before they went out onto before the red carpet. Before they went out, yeah. Amazing. Like, that is just, I'm sure that was a dream come true for you. And I insane. love how, because I feel like the focal point point of a lot of your work is black women and you know our experiences and our our beauty so I find it really amazing that you were able to shoot two super influential black athletes black female athletes and those photos were so powerful and, and just so amazing Thank you. so again you're now featured in essence but it's not the first time that you've been recognized by a magazine you were also featured by was it cultured magazine cultured yeah i loved that article it was titled <laughs> the nyu student ditching class to go to the met gala and i feel like that article really emphasized like the abnormality of your life because you're really living this like this double life yeah. right now like what is it like balancing college and work Ooh. while also trying to maintain a social life well i'll pick up the i'm gonna pick up the, the cup for this one <laughs> please take a sip because um, because like i i really i do wonder because it's just it must be hard girl <laughs> it is i i don't <laughs> i i don't really know how i do it but yeah. also i can't necessarily be surprised at myself because mm -hmm. i've been doing this since high school um, I started working and learning about photography and taking it really seriously the summer of my ninth grade year. Mm. So, wow. you know, going from the eight period class structure, um, rushing on MTA buses to go there, doing outfit changes in the yeah. middle of math class. Like, You're not new to this. I'm, I'm not new to this. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of discipline that has been mm. both taught and learned the hard way mm. um, over time and just knowing where the priorities lie. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of people um, ask me, why don't I just drop out of college, just drop out of college, right. like you got it. Da, da. But I have a larger vision in mind. Um, not everything is about what happens right now. Mm -hmm. um, and also some of the greatest artists are known like posthumously. Um, yes. So it's not just about taking photos right now for me, it's about a legacy that I'm building and also mm -hmm. just a strategic thing because I know that in the long term I want to do like management, creative direction, mm. production, all these other things. Yeah. And one of the key things that you need to have is a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And it so, sets you up. Exactly. So I need to have myself set up and ready. And I think that, you know, if you can go to college, then definitely do it um, because it sets you up so well, not only with the jobs that you can take on later mm -hmm. and just it opens yourself up to a lot more yeah um and it's definitely a privilege mm. but 
I'm going to stick with it and see as it you through. Should. So. As you should. Yeah. It, it is a privilege. Like you said, not everybody has this opportunity, so take it and run with it. I really love like the progression of your career, like as I'm watching it. And I, I say that lightly because obviously your career is just getting started. But I think it really is a true testament to the importance of hard work and patience and how one opportunity can lead to the next and, and so on. I feel like in creative careers, um, it's really hard to keep this like work-life balance because your work is your life. Like you were saying, you've been doing this since you were in ninth grade. Like it's not something that, it's something that you're accustomed to, right? So I feel like the downside to that though is that a lot of creatives deal with burnout. And so how do you deal with the exhaustion that inevitably mm -hmm. comes with all that you do? I am still learning how to kind of navigate that honestly mm -hmm. um I think sometimes what I do is I just simply do not create mm. um especially because I'm a perfectionist yeah <laughs> so I take everything very very seriously and mm -hmm. all that I do very seriously yeah um so sometimes I just take time to not take pictures not yeah. try to create concepts and do this because there's also a lot of noise at the same time um, when you have Instagram not just as a platform for inspiration, but also mm -hmm. a networking platform mm -hmm. um, alongside, you know, wanting to make sure you're up to date on what's going on in the industry, yeah. who is releasing this, who's releasing that. Um, you can easily become overwhelmed with things that you need to keep up with, but also kind of navigating where does my story and the stories that I want to tell line up this, and yeah. fit into that. So honestly, I, I just take breaks. Yeah. Um, and I think this last semester studying away um, at Spelman College was my time to do that. Mm. Um, and it was my excuse to do that yeah. also um, because living in the city, I am always and constantly on yeah. the go. Like I see opportunities and I always will take them. Yes. But taking time away in a state that I had never been to before, mm -hmm. um, in a state that also is so much slower yeah. than the yeah, city. Yeah, than New York. Um, it allowed me to take time to just rewire and get used to kind of living a mm -hmm. slower life and also like slowing my mind down as well. Yes. Um, so I think it was, it was a time to be very much so more kind of meditative really focus on the coursework mm -hmm. because these are things that I'm actually interested in. It's yeah, just that yeah. when you have so many other things to juggle and think about, sometimes you can feel despondent or feel disconnected mm. from the core work, even if it's about something that's very close and personal to you. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think this past semester was a great one to kind of mm -hmm. rethink, refocus, yeah. study over again and just get rooted back again into everything and then coming back and being welcomed at the Gordon Parks Gala was amazing cherry on top for yes. that so. no it's very important because the pressure to stay consistent can be really really hard on your mental and then physically as well like I'm I, exhaustion is is dangerous it can lead to you know health issues so it's really important to take that time off and to take time to just do other things that you're interested in because I'm sure like I'm sure you have other passions as well like was photography always on your radar or did you ever have mm -hmm. any other 
um, career paths that you were interested mm -hmm. in taking? So here's the tea. Mm -hmm. I actually started out in video first. Ooh. So I was very much one of those girls on YouTube, uh -huh. loving all the lifestyle YouTubers. Yes, my lesson is Ava, Alicia Marie, oh Bethany Moto. Oh my gosh, they had my heart. That like, was an era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those were my like arts and crafts girls. <laughs> like I would spend like yeah. days, like I would put a note on my door, do not come in, because I'm doing a transformation <laughs> for my room right now. Like I'm redecorating, oh, yeah. I'm making like tassel garlands and like everything mm -hmm. um, for different seasons, for yeah. my birthday, for Christmas. Uh, like, so you've always been creative like this. Always, always, always. Yeah. I was making like cardboard, I was making cardboard dollhouses <laughs> out of like shipping packages like making dresses out of tin foil for my doll. Oh my like that was very much my life. So I've always been creative, but mm -hmm. I just saw an opportunity to further explore photo at the studio. Mm -hmm. um, and I just took it and mm -hmm. kept putting my all into everything that I do. So put my all into photo and kept mm -hmm. doing that and kept, you know, taking opportunities and now I'm here. Yeah. Um, and I think when it comes to and you talked about consistency and mm -hmm. achieving. Um, honestly, some of my favorite times and about taking photos is being on set and the preparation for it, mm. honestly. Really? Not even really the release. Taking photos on set with a team and like with friends and mm -hmm. creating is honestly my favorite part about the creative yeah. process, honestly. Because um, there's this chemistry and a vibe you put a yes. Spotify playlist on because you know I curate. All Please. of my playlists, okay? Please share um, it with me. Right, I and so, you know, working with like a makeup artist, set designer who have their own visions and their own kind of practices that they've yes. been crafting for years as well. Yes. It's like, you all are working together to build one, not one image, but mm -hmm. one set that is cohesive. Mm -hmm. Tell me that's not crazy. It's, you know what I'm saying? the best experience. So, yeah, it's honestly like being on set is my favorite. Post-production yeah. is where all the hard work comes, mm -hmm. but being on set and present with everyone because community is so important to yeah. me and I'm very particular about the people that I bring on set because mm -hmm. it's the success of a shoot really depends on that chemistry and that yes. vibe together. So, you know, I, I love like, it's, it's almost like a little matchmaker situation mm. where you're like, I know that this makeup artist yeah. and this model would, would do amazing I know together. that like, you know, I love that like those partnerships are really important to me. And that's so. why you're going to be, or you are an amazing producer. And I love that you bring up this, this sense of community that you like to encourage on set, because I feel like we live in such an individualistic culture. And in New York, I feel like it's even more mm -hmm. like everybody's, you know, hustling, trying to get somewhere and it can be like you have such tunnel vision that you forget that you need people you okay. need you know companionship and from a model standpoint i'm really glad that you bring that up as well because i'm very happy to say that i've had the honor of working with you and your professionalism i really appreciated but i also just appreciated you letting me be a part of the creative process and i could just sense from the beginning that you were a very genuine person and I think that that is the true reason why you're gonna go far in this industry. Thank you. So yeah, well, thank you so much for talking with me over tea today. And Cheers. I hope, I wish you the best in your thank career you. and in everything that you do. And yeah, congratulations again. Thank you so much for watching over tea. We'll see you in the next episode.